Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, Testing the Prophecy. Emil frowned at the message. When someone makes a major discovery, others are very quick to jump on the bandwagon and claim that they were the ones responsible for the great feat. Everyone from your common ne'er-do-wells to the cutthroats at the top of the food chain wants in on history. Emil figured that this was one such case, though this was an unusual version of claim jumping. He had received a note from a prophet. The prophet did not claim to have made the discovery, but he did claim to have foreseen it. He had seen it in the cards that he dealt. He predicted what the discovery would be, and he even knew some things about the discovery. Normally, Emil would not have taken any more notice of this message. He had never even heard of these prophecies before he had announced this discovery. There was not much evidence that the prophet had indeed foreseen the future. In fact, one of his new prophecies was something that Emil had already reported about the discovery. The prophet made one claim, however, that did interest Emil. He claimed that Emil had gotten some of the measurements wrong. The prophet advised him to remeasure his discovery, for the size which he had foreseen was not what Emil had reported. Emil was suspicious, but he figured it would not hurt to redo the measurements. Shockingly, when Emil remeasured his discovery, he found that it matched almost exactly what the prophet had predicted. Somehow, he had known what this discovery would be like physically before anyone had ever even imagined it existed. This was not the only discovery that the prophet had predicted. He had made two other predictions of future discoveries, which also came true in short order. This prophet, of course, was not divinely inspired, at least not in a biblical sense. These discoveries that he prophesied were based on analyzing existing discoveries, finding patterns in God's creation that a few had suspected but no one had yet unlocked. By writing out what he knew on individual cards and shuffling them around in various orders, he eventually determined a structure to something that was hitherto thought to be random. That was how the discovery of Gallium by Emile Lecoq de Babodouin was predicted by a chemist named Dmitri Mendeleev, who studied the known elements and found a pattern that united all of them in an incredibly logical 
in structured order, an order known as the periodic table of the elements. And for this week, that's the word. Hey folks, this is John Peter. When we started talking about the periodic table, Father James ran as soon as he could. So instead of talking with him right now, we're going to talk with one of our siblings who is actually somewhat qualified to talk about this, our sister Stephanie. Hi, everybody. So what is the big deal about the periodic table? Why do we care that we can put these guys in a weird looking table and why not put it in a normal looking table? Well, what's cool about the periodic table is that just by looking at where an element is placed on the table, you can tell a lot of properties about it. So for example, if you're looking in rows across, so hydrogen to helium and then lithium, beryllium and so on, you can tell how many protons are going to be in the nucleus of said element. So hydrogen will have one proton, helium will have two, then you go back lithium three, beryllium four and so on and so forth. If you're looking in up and down in the columns, so you have hydrogen and lithium and sodium, they all have an extra electron in what's called their valence shell, their outer shell. If you look at the next column over, it's beryllium, magnesium, so on and so forth. They have two extra valence electrons and so on and so forth. So what's cool about the periodic table is that just by looking at boron, I know a couple things about it just by seeing where it's at on the periodic table. And this is stuff that most of these relationships Mendeleev wasn't aware of, right? Right. We didn't know about all of these elements when Mendeleev was putting together this table. But what he did was that he saw the patterns of the elements that he did have. He didn't try to force them into a table, assuming that he knew everything. He let them form a table based on his observations of what he saw them doing. And eventually, and even after his death, we found more elements that would fill in the gaps that he left in this table until now you see what we have here. And those elements he predicted initially were gallium, which we talked about today, germanium, and scandium. Yes, and then there's a bunch towards the end of the periodic table, which have changed several times in my lifetime. So (laughs) there are still gaps that we're trying to fill in. Well, at that point, at the end of it, that's where, because like you were saying, we've discovered since that every element is a atom that has a different number of protons, right? Right. So one, two, three, four. So the later ones, what's happening there is they're just smashing together more elements to make bigger and bigger elements that last for microseconds. That's true. But I think that they're improving those elements. So they've been called different names, if that makes sense. Oh, that's right. They've actually named them instead of calling them un un Yeah, the very odd names. This is a fun fact for the audience. John Peter and I, when we were growing up, our mom made us memorize the periodic table if we wanted to get a watch. So both of us at one point had memorized at least two thirds of this table before we were allowed to have a watch. Can you recite? Hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, neon, sodium, magnesium, aluminum, silicon, phosphorus, sulfur, argon, potassium, calcium, scanium, titanium, vanadium. I think that that's it. That's what I can remember. Okay, that's significantly more than I can do. I can just do hydrogen, helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine. Neon. Neon. Yeah, that's where mine breaks down. <laughs> I remember, I think I got up to 90. I think I got up to uranium. At one point, I had the whole thing, but then they started changing the names of elements. So then I was like, I give up. Those ones weren't worth remembering anyways. <laughs> Don't talk to nuclear physicists. <laughs> 
Well, they're going to change the names anyways. We knew they're going to change the names at some point. Anyway, but that's what's really cool about this. We we're talking about is it's just very structured. It used to be for the whole history of science. We had just this random box of elements that looked totally unrelated. It looked completely different and they didn't necessarily behave in a similar way. But then through this, we now know that they're all extremely closely related in a structure that is intelligent. It is actually, it's, it's beautiful. We first learned the story a long time ago when we read this book, The Mystery of the Periodic Table. It's actually targeted towards, I don't know, what would you say? Younger teenagers, older preteens, that kind of age. Yeah, that, that kind of age group. So it is a really fantastically easy read. It's written to a non-scientific audience, but it tells a very fascinating story of the history of the discovery of the elements culminating with Mendeleev's discovery of the periodic table. Really highly recommend it, The Mystery of the Periodic Table. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, Testing the Prophecy, at thunderrock.org, where you can see a link to The Mystery of the Periodic Table, and you can see a picture of the periodic table in case you don't know what it looks like. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter, and find our email and social links if you have any feedback or story ideas. And now that the afterward discussion is done, Father James has returned. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for your insight. And join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.